This episode of MMA Nuts is brought to you by GoDaddy.com, 99cent.com with code MMANuts99. Save 30% off new orders with code MMANuts30. ButcherBox, get grass-fed meats delivered to your door and get 10% off with code MMANuts. Lenovo, get 15% off TXN Yoga ThinkPad laptops and free shipping with code MMAThink30. Strideline, save 5% off any novelty socks with code MMA5OFF. Defense Soap, used by more champions in more countries than any other brand. Save 15% off with code MMANuts. Hey fam, this is MMANuts episode 230. 330! <laughs> 330. Sorry. 330! <laughs> <laughs> my name is Ingle Michael. Matt Griffith, show by my fans, for my fans, walk by uh, between serious. Oh, and ridiculous. See what happens when I'm not drinking. Uh, my brain is not working. So it's 230. That was like two it, years ago. It felt weird saying that. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> okay. We're going to go in time. You see that documentary on Netflix? No, oh, is that good? I, I liked it. Okay. It was about um, you know, Back to the Future. How that was like a, an anomaly. The whole movie. Give me the Michael J. Fox. What? Is <laughs> that his? Uh, he's got that issue. Oh jeez, no, I don't. That's yeah. usually you. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Say Michael J. Fox. I don't want to do it. You fucking have a seizure over there. Horrible. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it. Poor man and his affliction. Yeah, that's true. Um, never want to hit a man when he's down. Unless he hits you first. That's right. Then you hit him a lot. Kick him in a ball right. square. It's one for the... Um, so, yeah, we just had um, UFC 209. One of the best cards of the year. Are you still asleep? Well, it might be a problem when everybody at our house is falling asleep during the main event. Yep. I miss some might of the fight. I for sure. Uh, a good minute or two. <laughs> We're all fighting consciousness. Are you awake? I don't oh, know. I'm falling asleep. I'm having dreams about video games right now. I don't know oh, what's going on. Matt's like this. <laughs> like, oh my god, what's happening here? This is the worst. Yeah, yeah. I was, there was not a lot of action, Matt. They no. they had uh, five strikes in the first round. Or something. I don't know. I, well, let's talk about like uh, pay per view buys. What do you think the pay per view buys are going to come in for UFC 209? Um. I would say three hundred thousand. I agree. Something like this. I think it's going to be low, and it might even be lower than that because you know typically the day after you see a lot of feedback online, you see the spike in website traffic. Yep. Saw nothing. Nothing. It could be lower than that Holly Holm, Jermaine Durandamy fight, which was anemic at best. I think that was two fifty mm-hmm. maybe. And if you were going to pay for this pay per view like we did. What do you think a fair price would have been to buy this pay per view? Nineteen bucks. You're that you're pretty generous. Mm-hmm. I was gonna bucks. say ten bucks. Ten bucks is what I feel I got. Maybe they should open it up to the fans sometime. <laughs> just you can watch it and then just whatever you feel it's worth, you pay us. Wow. They're not gonna get jack shit because no, the fans well, are cheap. Yeah. But, well. The, and they did lose the Nurmagomedov fight Let's last talk about minute. That then. And there was some weirdness around that because apparently he had some health issues during the weight cut. They decided to take him to the hospital instead of contact some random hospital, apparently, according to Dana, instead of contacting the UFC and going through proper channels. And somehow that pissed him off and led to him being unable to, you know, even weigh in. And the fight was called off. I guess he had a bad weight cut. So. Man, we said this last week. <laughs> this fight will never happen. You said, there's only a week left. I said, it doesn't matter. Yes. It's not going to happen. 
The guy's fought like once in four years or something, right? Yeah, and I think we're at the point where he needs to move up to 170, period. Yeah. Well, Connor said it too. He didn't want to take a fight with the guy. He's like, let's let's see if he can show up to a fight first, you know? Right. It's If it's not injuries, now we have weight. So you have right. a double, a yeah. double issue with this guy. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, Tony Ferguson unfortunately didn't get... Who, so a couple guys were throwing their hats in the ring to come. Michael Johnson, I think, and yeah. uh, outside rumor of a Nate Diaz, maybe, but to save the save the day. Yeah, weren't they promoting some kind of marijuana fest this weekend or something? <laughs> Probably. I think they were. So him and his brother. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, I had this conversation last night at the, mm-hmm. uh, before I came over with some people. They're asking me like about the weight stuff, and they were saying and they didn't understand. They're like, "Well, wait a second. So he fights at 185, but he weighs 200 and something at fight day." I'm like, "Yes." They're like, how do people cut that much weight? I go, it's really unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. And it's not always an exact science, and your body doesn't always respond the same way, especially as you age. It's not good for you. And as you keep seeing, some of these guys, like you know, Hendricks was a good example, too. I think he's a victim of that. Like, he just can't, couldn't do it anymore, you know? And, mm-hmm. Hendricks, Gastelum. You had at the extreme, Anthony Rumble Johnson. I <laughs> yeah. mean, oh my God. We've, we've, we've been. I probably want to save the rest of weight discussion for later, but um, it's a problem and it's not going away. And UFC needs to do something about it. And I don't know if you go as extreme as One FC with theirs, but mm-hmm. they got to do something. Which Pardon fight me. do you want to talk about? Uh, the- I want to talk about the heavyweights first. Okay, the Hunt Overeem fight because that kind of hurt my heart <laughs> to see that. Um, How so? Which, which aspect of the fight? Well, there was multiples. The Overeem running away hurt my heart because I don't think that's his real... I, I, that's not the Overeem I know. He keeps doing that over and over time. again. It's it's Johnny Cautious. Yes. Mark Hunt's got knockout power, so i got to keep my distance, and then I'm just going to come in for a clinch whenever I can. Mm-hmm. And how about Mark Hunt? I think it was his second leg kick. Hits Overeem in the knee. Opens probably about a three-and-a-half-inch gash on his... Yep. Leg sliced it. Blood everywhere. Every time he takes a, a step, I think that was the cool part. Is it's a Mark Hunt tracker now, so you can see exactly where the man's been. <laughs> yeah. And then he throws a kick. Oh, you can see the kick landed from yeah. the blood spot on over him, around his face, around his back. Yeah, it, it, it just it, in the knockout really just it, it it hurt my feelings. I mean, he took a pretty bad knee to the face, and then I don't know if he connected again after that. Did he? I, I don't know if it was elbow, knee, knee. And then Hunt went face down. Mm-hmm. And I had Hunt winning until that exchange. I thought I agree. He, Hunt was up two rounds. Yes. And he was doing work with those elbows. Mm-hmm. Mark Hunt with the fucking massive elbow. I think he rocked over him a good three times yeah. earlier. But then he would clinch up. And I felt like he was, maybe he was just tired. And, mm-hmm. you know, he'd get over him on the ropes and then lean on him. I'm like, no, go in for the kill. He's running away. He looks all wobbly. But it was not to be. Um, I feel like Hunt has been getting KO'd, and first it started, it's it's like the whole Chuck Liddell thing, like you, Chris Lieben, you slowly start to see that, you know, armor start to kind of break down. You mm-hmm. have a, who was it, um, was it Junior that kind of rocked him? or Well, not? Junior hit him with that stupid spinning wheel kick shit to yeah. clip him and send him on this spiral. Yep, and then it's been downhill ever since. I just, you know, I just don't think he can take the damage anymore like he used to. And the division has pretty hard strikers now. So, you, I mean, I feel like might be time to consider, you know, slowing down a little bit. 
I don't see him getting this belt. It's I think he needs to go to Bellator. Yes. I like fight that. all the juiced up guys over there. Fedor. <laughs> yeah. Fine. But fuck. And I don't own. like. I don't like what's happening with Overeem either. This this new cautious thinking man's Overeem is bullshit. Thinking man's Overeem. It's bullshit. Nice. It, as uh, Norma Gomedov would say, everything that guy is bullshit. Uh-huh. I want the the first round. I'm gonna finish you in the first round, or I'm fucked and I'm gonna get KO'd in yeah. round two, kind of three Overeem. That guy's gone. Yeah, hopefully not forever. But um, next for these guys, I have some thoughts. Do you have any? As far as uh, uh, Mark Hunt, I was thinking maybe a Travis Brown since kind of mm-hmm. losing streak. Losing streak, sure. that might be a good one for Hunt if he wants to continue with this. It'll be interesting to see because w- with the lawsuit, I don't know how soon he's going to get another fight yeah. from the UFC. He's involved with litigation. It seemed like a tense stare down anyway when you had Overeem, Hunt, and Dana White in the middle and just. All sorts of awkward right there. Mm-hmm. And then for Overeem, it seems that he's going to get probably another title shot after whoever wins Miocic versus yeah. uh, Junior Santos. I mean, that seems to make the most sense. I mean, sure. The heavyweight division, again, <laughs> it's the, the same fucking 10 guys yep. in the top. I mean, you got Nagano and Lewis is a little injection of some fresh blood, but yeah. as far as everybody else, it's the same fucking guys. It is. It'll be uh, refreshing if you can get and Lewis kind of riding up those ranks. Yes. So. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I I don't know this year. <laughs> it's strange because it, it talking about these cards. It's, it's very. It's, I mean, can we move on from there? Because I want to talk about mm-hmm. the, which one. Well, I want to bring up Rashad Evans versus and, Daniel Kelly. Yes, because. You know when they walked when they walked in and and I think we were making a lot of fun at Kelly for because of how he looked and he's kind of had this like sl- slowly thudding prodding style. He had the mobility of a drunk Frankenstein. Okay, <laughs> a little bit of he might have been. It's almost like the Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz without the oil. Yes, when he's oil him up. Did you see the picture they posted of Kelly's knee? No. Hey, check this one out. You got a picture? It, it looks like. He's got a goddamn gunny sack full of driveway gravel in his knee. That's fucked up. I forgot what he said was wrong with it, but such oh, limited He said mobility. he has like a meniscus that's torn and moving around, and, and the patella was... tendon is like all like butterflied or something wacky. I mean, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm picturing this guy training on this shit, and he said he's fine as long as he can tape it up. But is he going to be like one of those old NFL player guys like where he can't move? Is it really worth it for him to do this shit? Know. That's He's crazy. 39, if I remember, yeah. and Rashad was 37. And I think the saddest thing of that fight was that Kelly had the better movement than Rashad. Yes. Rashad was, you know, Arlovsky in and out, in and out, standing in front of him and mm-hmm. got rocked a couple times. Didn't look very fluid. Still had the speed, but he didn't really use it to to to, and he tried try going for takedowns. And I mean, physically he looked very good, but like his body looked looked very in shape, but his fight did not look good. His I mean, IQ was not there. Fight no. IQ was not there. Literally standing in front of him. So is that a matter of cutting weight to fight at one eighty five for the first time, or is it 
you know, obviously you had some issues with uh, brain scan, so he was denied a medical license and lost a couple of fights previously. Yeah. You know. Well, I, I think that um, a big factor, too, was is he did not think he was going to be facing the Homer Simpson from Australia yeah. in this fight because Kelly was taking everything and just kept coming forward, coming forward. Come, I mean, just could not yeah. be knocked out or stunned or rocked or anything. He just he just kept plodding along. That's a tough fight. You know, a, no, a, a not a known guy that's super tough like that. Is this is what Rashad has kind of been reduced well, to. Well, he should have. I mean, this is a former light heavyweight champion. And... You know, it did not look like a former light heavyweight champion. No. He looked all of 65 in there. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to see him going out like that. That, no. that hurts my feelings. I'm okay with this. <laughs> but I think he should go up in weight again. 205? Heavyweight. Ooh, even better. Heavyweight. He okay. won the Ultimate Fire at heavyweight. Granted, yeah. he was probably 230-something at that. Yeah. Or just stay at light heavyweight and have take the speed advantage. You know? This division, because I, I don't even know where Kelly's ranked. He's not even fucking ranked. <laughs> and if you can't, it was, was it a 30-27? I think it was a pretty clear uh, he lost that across the board. 29-28 across the board, according to the judges. Well, but I, I didn't see it that way. No. <laughs> it was that left hand, that jackhammer left hand just yeah. kept coming from Kelly. And Rashad, you'd think, would have used speed, movement, mobility, something. The two well. years of youth. You would have thought um, it didn't work out. Shall we move on from there? Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to see Rashad fight again if that's what we're gonna get. Do you want to talk about David Timor versus Landon uh, yeah. Venata? Sure. Which was probably my favorite fight of the card. I would Hell say. Hell yeah! Very exciting. Two very, very uh, technical and not afraid to throw down strikers. You know, just kind of going at it, and they had a couple real good flurries in that fight. Yeah, it looked like Venata underestimated his opponent. It yes. looked like he came in super cocky and confident and probably bought into the hype that has been behind him mm -hmm. and gassed himself out in that first round. Because as the fight went on, he just went down and mm -hmm. down, and his opponent just went up and up and got stronger and stronger. And then there's that awkward moment afterwards where I said, Let's see what this guy does to the mic. I had this weird <laughs> feeling, like, there's going to be some mic play. And he, sure enough, he just does that interview with Rogan, gives Rogan a kiss on the head, and then gives the mic a nice, sweet kiss, too. That's right. Yeah, it's. I'm, I was not sure. I'm still not sure. Is this like a European? You know, European, a lot of them are more feminine in some ways. Mm -hmm. You know, they have that demeanor about them. Is it that? Or is, this, is he just like holding back the flaming gay? I don't know. It is <laughs> Not that okay. there's anything wrong with it. It's just kind of weird. He's so effeminate when he talks. Like he's just very well, happy. With the flag, it was like a mini cape. Yeah. And it's like, dude, if you're going to wear a cape, you got to go full cape. Yeah. You can't go mini cape. You're not a great America wearing one of those little kids superhero flag. Or you should just go all out. If he's gonna be that kind of, if he's really, you're gonna be that slam. Give me some color. Just freaking go out like out. Freddie Mercury right. or fucking Elton your John. Freak, freak flag. Let That's it right. fly. Because I'm, I'm more, I'm more of a, you know, be authentic. But I liked it. I think Rogan was like, that guy just kissed me on the head. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> right. I think he's the first man that kissed him on the bald head. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. That's right. What um, I eat. All right. What? We want to talk about the main event, Tyron no. Woodley versus no. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. The battle of what? Epic proportions. I, I call it the battle of Slumberboy. Yes. Versus, I chose not to engage because I tried to keep my belt. Mm-hmm. And 
I will say that I know my memory sucks, but on record, this may have been the most boring title fight I have ever witnessed in my entire life. Or the most boring fight, because literally, we had, what, five people here. All five of us fell asleep at one point during this fight. Yeah. Not even joking. Like, literally, not enough. And the, the first round, especially, I think there was five landed strikes. Maybe I'm remembering, or significant strike. The number was five. Some, it six, was in, something like that. Single digits. It's, I think that was between both. Yeah, correct. It's crazy to think that two guys get in the cage with each other and play this kind of game. I understand the respect thing. I understand it's a chess match. But it, it's like, it's still a fight. You have to throw punches and kicks or go for takedowns or, you know, do something. And, and, and it just seemed like nobody was willing to take that step. You know, just, what you call it earlier, two counterpunchers? Yeah, no one wants to take the lead until it's forced in yeah. the fifth round because... You know, Woodley, in my mind, should have lost that fight. I, from what I remember seeing, it seemed like Wonder Boy had won the fight yeah. just because Woodley got a takedown in round three, and then at the end of round five, he drops him once or twice. It's not a 10-8 round. Where, where is that Woodley the rest of the fight? Why does uh, he not fight with that aggression earlier? He's playing it too cautious. Big time. And I feel, I was t talking to you about this before we started, it's almost like everyone at 170, to some extent, has GSP syndrome once they get the belt. Yeah. You saw the same thing happen with Hendricks. Like, I got to play cautious. I don't want to lose the belt. Now you have Woodley, who can be explosive, can knock people out. Like, look like what he did to Robbie Lawler in the first round. He just mm -hmm. starched him. Mm -hmm. And that that's a former teammate of his, too. Yeah. And then he fights uh, Wonderboy, and, oh, I got to be super cautious. Oh, I can't lose the belt. Oh, and... and Willie's not doing himself any favors with the fans nope. by fighting this kind of style. You heard the booze raining down. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. And well-deserved. And then Rogan's in there. Oh, I love this fight. I love this His fight. His heart was not in that, What though. the fuck? What are you talking <laughs> about? How can that. you love that? That is shit. Yeah. If you want shit MMA, go somewhere else because that is just garbage. Don't put that propaganda on us either. Yeah. You know, I don't recall GSP ever just sitting around, though. He was active with his jab. He was trying to do takedowns. This was a whole different level of just not... It, it's almost like it's getting worse. You know, Hendricks took it here, and, and then, like, now we have this version of it, which is... It, it's, it goes from, you know, ref, inactivity to just refusal to do fucking anything. Like, right. it's, it's just... We're just not going to do anything. We're going to dance around. Well, we have to find the balance of... And Eddie Alvarez was the one who said it, like... I have to find a balance between entertaining the fans and having a winning game plan. Mm -hmm. And Willie is just foregoing the fans and saying, fuck you, I don't care, I'm going to win it at all costs. And, and if it's the most boring fight, I don't care. Yeah. I wear my sunglasses to the post-fight press conference. Fuck the fans. But mm -hmm. if you're going to have that attitude, you're not going to have the fans. Nobody's going to buy the pay-per-view. Just yeah. wait till you see the results of, of this one when we're 300,000. And then you're keep talking about, I want to have money fights. Well, you have no fans. No one wants to see this shit. Yep. I certainly don't want to see that. No. Like, come on, man. No, and I think the history right now is, is speaking towards being exciting, being a fan fighter. Look at the Diaz brothers. Look at, look at Conor McGregor's. I know McGregor's winning belts and stuff, but, I, I mean, Diaz especially, Nate, he never fucking won anything, but he's making shit tons of money all of a sudden because the fans love the right. Diaz brothers, and he's getting the money fights. And if Willie loses the belt, it's going to be a long oh, time before he gets another title shot. Right. Unless he goes back to that style of fighting, 
he can be exciting, but we don't get to see it anymore. It just kind of sits there. No, because so. he, he's more interested in having the title than entertaining the fans. And yes. It, there's the balance. You have to have both or there's no fans. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't get that yet. No. Maybe he'll figure it out. Well, it's just, it, it just it makes me so irritated because now you have Damian Maya who's just been sitting out there waiting and waiting for this fight. This should have been his fight. It should have been, should have been. Willie versus Maya. Now Maya's off fighting Jorge Masvidal, and hopefully Maya can win. No one knows what's going to happen. He's not getting the title shot. Still probably won't. They'll bring GSP in or something. <laughs> no, they'll never. Something it's going to be something wacky. Something like, sorry, Damien. Uh, sorry, just, you know, we have to do this now. Or Conor McGregor is going to want that belt for some crazy-ass mm -hmm. reason. So, I don't know. It's a very sad story. I, I, I'm not really happy with how MMA is working out so far this year. I feel like something needs to happen. GSP obviously was brought in for a reason. Maybe that'll shake things up enough, you know? Um, we got Michael Bisbing well, running around. Let's talk about that. Let's get out of this UFC right. 209 debauchery. Yeah, well, where, where should we start? You want to talk about GSP coming back, or do you want to talk about the fact that Michael Bisbing is running around like a drunken idiot? Let's talk about... Weekend? We have GSP going back. He's going to fight Michael Bisbing for the middleweight title. Yes. Um, this is semi-reminiscent to me of when Randy Couture came back and fought Tim Sylvia for the heavyweight title. I don't know if it's he sees a chink in Bisbing's armor. Like, this is the, <laughs> the weakest link. I'm going to come back and fight him. Yeah. Dana White's trying to point it off and say, this is the only fight that was available that made sense. Because Woodley and Thompson, we don't know what's going to happen with that. Could be another weird outcome. They might have to run it again. Someone could get hurt. This thing's already. And then you have this weird press conference, right, between the two. And well, yeah, GSP sitting there talking nicely. He's all happy, Mister Canadian. He got his million dollar smile. And Bisbing comes in, fucking start grabs the mic. Fuck you! Like nobody gives a shit what you have to say. You know, GSP's all chill, still trying to be polite. Well, I think Vegas got the best of you. Is a uh, fuck you. I'm a I'm I'm. British and I'm drunk and I'm in Vegas and just going off and just telling him all kinds of crazy shit about how he's bigger and he shouldn't come into this weight class and he's going to kill him and all this. And I think George is just going like, what, what is happening right now? <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. You know? So, and then Bisping even didn't stop there. He got in a fight with Eddie Bravo after all this, like an argument. You can Google it. It's out there about I don't even know what, but he's obviously drunk and just spouting off at the mouth. I don't know if he's wanting to turn heel or what what is his game? But I mean you can't can you do you can't do George nice guy, nice guy. It doesn't work, does it? So maybe he just took a page out of the Conor McGregor book and just or maybe I mean in. but do you really want the the pissed off George St. Pierre? Because think about the performances he had when he was pissed the off. The dark place George St. Yes, I do want the dark place George St. Pierre. That's when he put like the most brutal beatings on people cuz uh BJ Penn fight? Yes, uh -huh. the one where it got stopped and yes. at that time nobody had stopped like a BJ Penn yep. and that was a from fucking all the damage, and I said, "Please let him fight another round." No. <laughs> but Gordon throws a talent. He's that done. is a pissed off GSP, and this is—you could see that smiles there, but you're you're pushing him, you're oh, pushing yeah. that. You're—it's almost like you're trying to bully him, and he mm -hmm. doesn't respond well to that. And mm -hmm. the the ass kicking that could potentially come out of that could be epic in proportion. It's just tough, though. Three years out of the sport, and the cool thing I thought about the press conference was. GSP talking about, I'm not the same GSP. If I was, if I came back as the same GSP, I'm gonna get my ass kicked. 
I'm the next version of GSP. Ooh. So I'm learning new things. I'm going to come on, come in as a different fighter. So you're not going to know what I'm going to come at you with. I like this. I don't know what that angle is. Maybe he's just been doing all the jujitsu. He's going to submit people. So he goes from the dark place to the light place? Something. Mm. He's going to do something the different. The light power is always stronger than the dark power, Sometimes. man. <laughs> Sometimes. Hmm. I don't know. I, I like it. I don't like it at the same time. Yeah. But they're doing it anyways. I, I'm, I'm worried about his size. I, I feel like mm. Mike is going to be stronger. Yeah. But I haven't seen GSP work out yet. I saw him do his little dance around the octagon with no socks on and his suit, which was kind of interesting mm -hmm. to see happen. Um, well, he said he's weighing 185 to 190 right about now. He wants okay. to put on a few more pounds. But that's actually, like, thing about his performance, he doesn't have to cut weight. Good point. You know, we've seen how successful it's been for some of the other guys. It's going to be an interesting fight. I if And if Bisbing, I think that was the point GSP's trying to make, if Bisbing isn't taking this fight seriously, if he's out there drinking and obviously not training, may, maybe Bisbing is the one overlooking GSP, or Bisbing realizes, I got one or two fights left. I'm going to get my ass kicked anyway. Does it really matter how hard I train? I don't know. Hmm. Or it's all an act. Well, he was obviously drunk. Yes, he was. I don't know. If I'm holding the title, I'm probably not going to be drinking at all. Depends how serious I am about the craft. It's interesting to me how in this sport it's okay to do that. Where you do that anywhere else, you're fucking, you're, you're so, your ass is so getting fined well, and probably benched or whatever else. It's really interesting to me how it's okay that we do that. Well, it's prize fighting. So I think at the end of the day, you're not the top level of like, you, you don't have to be the GSP to be in this sport. You can be a convicted felon and be in this sport. You can. You know. And belligerently drunk. Yes. <laughs> spouting off at the mouth. drunk, Throwing things at people. It's all sure. good. But this whole GSP thing, I've got some interesting thoughts on it. So Please, enlighten us. I, I feel like they brought GSP back to kind of spite Conor McGregor. Because there's a, there's a couple ways they go. So say you have... GSP fights Michael Bisping. GSP wins the 185-pound title. GSP could stay at 185. They, then they do GSP versus Anderson Silva mm -hmm. for the title, which would be fucking bullshit, but they will do that. Mm -hmm. Or GSP is going to go to 170 and fight Woodley. No, yeah. Oh, that'd be crazy. So he has two active titles, which is going to set up a match with Conor McGregor for all four at, at <laughs> 155 to claim his belt then. So he'll be the first guy to hold oh, three active titles. That'll be crazy. I don't like his chances at 55 against McGregor. Now at 170, that I, I like that that that's the fight I want to see is GSP 170, McGregor 170. I don't want to see them at 55. I think that's that's going too deep into McGregor's. Well, world. I want to see GSP put a hurting on Woodley. Oh, I do want to see that. That'll be something. Just because he think, and I think that was the point of Woodley too, is that he's claiming he's the greatest of all time. So why not have GSP come down? What? And Woodley's not doing himself any favors. Jesus, I'm the greatest of all. Time. <laughs> like, Self-proclaimed greatest. A couple fights, player. have a couple solid title defenses. You just barely eking by with right. a draw, and another just barely win. And a lot of people believe that Dana White said he lost that, but. GSP man, all right. Well, he's GSP. back. Did they say they said two thirteen? Is am I remembering that right? Did they? Yeah, say, uh, possibly. Looking at July, I think there were a couple 
Yeah. Um, sponsor issues they're still trying to hammer out. Because obviously he's going to wear a Reebok in, but I think fight week, they may open it up to have him do Under Armour. Okay. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. There's going to be something different for GSP. Because you can't just have him come back with all the sponsors he has, Hayabusa, Under Armour. I don't know if he's got any other big brands, but I would imagine you're going to see him wearing non-Reebok stuff fight week. That's my guess. That would be awesome. Pave the way. Yes. Uh, well, see you going going. Um, well, here's... <laughs> okay, I have a story. UFC fighter breaks barriers and poses for Gay Magazine. Sweet. Is he gay or is he going? You find that interesting going? that I brought that up after we just got done talking about GSP? I'm just saying. Um, Mark Dyakis, uh posed for Gay Times Magazine. Showed you the picture. I mean, there's no... I He's mean, not naked, though. I don't know if there's any nakedness in Gay Times. I'm not going to go and check it out, but if you read Gay... <laughs> you need to do your research and yeah. check these things out. Uh, I don't need to be looking at any dicks, okay. especially not black You got to make dicks, sure you know, which but way you're going. In either case, my question is, is yep. if there was a sport, and I know in a lot of sports, mm -hmm. it's not okay to be gay. I mean, it just isn't. Um, in a manly sport like football, is, I think this definitely it's not a good thing. Like, I would think MMA, of all sports, would be very accepting of this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's true? Yeah, it's, because this is a sport that I think, like, this just goes back to why is Biz being able to be drunk and no one gives a shit? At, people don't give a fuck at, at the right. MMA level. I think it's anything goes. Okay. Anything goes. So it might make it more interesting if he's a good fighter and he's gay and he's doing all this right. gay, you've shit, gay open, shit You've outside got openly gay champions in the UFC, <laughs> okay. right? Amanda Nunes. Yeah, sure. And they didn't, she's even, they didn't she's even. She's a woman. They get that. a pass. Like it's gay, lesbian. It, it's not the same. There's no dicks involved. <laughs> it's a whole different thing <laughs> when there's gay dicks is involved. Gay. It doesn't matter which way. Yeah, but I don't think so. I think women being gay together, there's something. It's more acceptable because it, men like that. It's also really awesome. But I'm talking about like two dudes. It's just strange. So it to be to be continued. I'm curious what this is going to open up down the road for if this guy is around for a while who else is gonna kind of you know maybe say hey i'm part of this uh situation <laughs> yeah here we go it's me i like to suck dicks on the weekends <sighs> only your yeah. own dick right <laughs> yes <laughs> flexible i'm limber as a son of a bitch and i don't go forward i go backwards oh wow okay he's making it happen you see those chicks with their heads you know contortionist type i have seen working on that okay excellent um, what else you got? I saw Mike Bond had tweeted out. He said six UFC events into 2017, all but one have had a weigh-in related issue. Total of 26 fighters affected since early weigh-ins implemented. Wow. And we kind of touched on that before. I don't know if this was a USADA thing because people can't use IVs to rehydrate. Is it an early morning thing? Where guys aren't used to, like, oh, okay, I only have two hours to cut yeah. weight. You don't have enough time. Or what? Well, I wonder. Are you asking me? Yeah. Okay. I think in the past, they used to be able to go to sleep and you wake up and you have an expectation of how much weight you're going to lose during that time. And now you don't have that extra time in case you don't, you're short. Like, yeah. there's no more time. So you can't go and hit the sauna or whatever for three, four hours. You wake up and you got to weigh in pretty much, and you you might go like, oh fuck, like yeah, because uh, doesn't weird shit happen when you sleep? You you go to sleep at one weight, 
you wake up heavier sometimes. It happens. Then. It doesn't make any damn sense. There's, I was telling Caprito about this when I was when I did that jujitsu thing. I go, dude, there was one day where I checked and I got up in the morning and I, and I was little. Le- I was like five pounds lighter. I had a glass of water. I stepped back on the scale. I gained the five pounds back. I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? From one glass of water, right. he goes, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> the body's just making weight yeah. and muscles. I think because you probably are like a sponge in some essence. Maybe mm. you absorb stuff, whatever. But the early morning, I don't know. Like, I think you have to go to sleep on weight. That's kind of the thing. If you're going to weigh in at, what, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning? If you don't do that, I don't know. Things can happen. And then you got no out. I don't know what happened with Khabib specifically, but it sounded like it was in the middle of the night. Kidney so. problems is what it sounded like. Kidney pains, and then went oh. to the hospital, and then ah. instantly just throw IVs in them, and then right well, there, you're out. They have to. Um, and speaking of which, forgot to mention during the Hunt versus Overeem fight, they said Overeem had food poisoning for the 24 hours beforehand. Mm-hmm. Couldn't keep any food down, throwing up, diarrhea, all that shit. They loaded him up with a bunch of IVs. But that was okay? Yeah, because I guess he got a therapeutic use exemption because he had the food poisoning, and he wanted to stay on the card. Like Dana White was giving him all sorts of props for that. But it's interesting to, in certain scenarios, you can get the IV, but not all the time. Because I think Ian McCall was saying the same thing. Obviously, his fight got canceled when he was having the issues with the weight. But he got some IVs, and he thought he got a therapeutic use exemption even though he wasn't able to fight so it's just weird that some guys can do it some guys can't mm. It'd be interesting if Overeem fails a drug test now but well and I as I yeah good point and I I was wondering too I thought I remember reading something along the lines of if it's administered by a doctor it's okay when it's deemed in the best interest of your health something like this mm-hmm. so why wouldn't Khabib you know I don't know well I guess he doesn't make the weight but I don't know. Well, they could have done a catchweight. Obviously, it wouldn't be for a title, but he'd still be able to fight. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. What else? Damian Maya. I mean, we t- kind of talked about that. The Damian Maya versus Jorge Masvidal set for UFC 211 in Dallas. Okay. Where the hell does Damian Maya fit in for the 175-pound title? Is he ever going to fight there? Is he ever going to get that title shot? But I don't care if he wins or loses. He ain't getting it. I don't see it happening. He'll figure out some somebody else to give either. Why? It, it, and, and here's the the point I'll make: is a Damian fight Maya fight to the average fan better than the Tyron Woodley fights we saw? If if you want exciting and you think oh jujitsu is not exciting, well okay, look at Tyron Woodley in his last two fights. Mm-hmm. And tell me, I, I argue think, to me how you can't have no, Damian Maya have that? I, I would say because. Damien is not a boring jujitsu. He's moving around. He's he goes from passing guard, half half guard, full full mount, whatever. He's not like just sitting around in someone's guard chilling out. That it's not his style. So I don't understand how that's less boring than standing around, you know, thinking about hitting each other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was a pure stalemate, right? <laughs> like you know, I, I I like watching Damien Maya because he's yeah. going for a finish. There's a difference. There's there's Lamprey or there is actively trying to submit someone. And that's what you're getting from Damian Maia. There's the same thing with striking. Are you actively trying to finish yeah. someone or are you just playing it super cautious? I mean, sometimes you got to take one to give one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like he's in no man's land. Unfortunately, it's it's never going to happen. 
I don't, I don't, you know, I just don't see it. I like his chances against either guy. You know, Stephen Thompson, Tyron Woodley. I like his chances against anybody. I'd, I'd like to see, like, the fight, see him fight Woodley. I'd like to see him fight Thompson. I'd love to see him fight GSP and mm -hmm. see what happens with that. Or uh, Nick Diaz. I, I mean, I don't want to put him Do up think, against. Uh, I think he destroys George. I, I think he makes George look like a white belt. Well, it'd be I, crazy. I, really I mean, because George would have to strike him up and not get taken down. Right. But there's a lot of interesting wow. fights that you could make. It's just, I, I mean, why are we doing Jorge Masvidal? Like, out of all the people to have Damian fight, I mean, it's kind of weird. I know, because you have Robbie Lawler's up in, up in the top five, mm -hmm. uh, Carlos Condit, and he already just submitted him. So what are you gonna do, Robbie Lawler, Damian Maya? Yeah, I mean, he's in he's in fucking limbo. He is. I think they gave him Masvidal, hoping he'd lose. I don't know what it is. They're like racist against Damian Maya. Is that racism? It's freaking. Well, like, maybe because he's Brazilian. I, I still think it goes back to that Anderson Silva fight. Yeah. Because that left such a taint. They're not gonna give him another shot, maybe even Dana, though he's the one who's green in there, running fuck people him. over. Like who the fuck submits Carlos Condit? In the first round, it makes him look like a goddamn white belt. Nobody. <sighs> Nobody does that. You know, it, I don't know. I hope he wins the Masvidal fight because I want to talk more about... I, I want to see them refuse him a title shot after that. And the thing is, he could make... He could do a Diaz fight or he could do some other crazy fight, but he doesn't want that. He, he doesn't care about the money. He said that. He, he wants mm -hmm. the belt. It's all he cares about at this point. I want to hold that belt. Yeah. And that will be something. I think that's even a greater story than Michael Bisbing winning the belt if Damian gets that belt. Because his road has been so much more crazy than Bisbing's. He's been all over the damn place and fought in some of the biggest fights out there and came this close. Anderson Silva was like this close. If just, ugh. You know, if that shit happened in the third round instead of the fourth and fifth, because remember Anderson got tired? Mm -hmm. He was and, running away. Yes. And then if Anderson would have been. Like Alistair Overeem. Exactly. Oh, so close. Yeah. So close. What else? You got any other news? Uh, just got the one thing. Uh, Afghanistan's Ajmal Atalwal winning by ridiculous helicopter guillotine choke. I showed you this earlier. Yeah. At OFS 11. You got to Google this. Um, I don't I'll know. post it. Are you going to post okay. it up? I'll forward this to you. So <laughs> it's, like, it's like a superhero choke. Guillotine choke spinning in a circle. I just then, see like more pressure being exerted. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's tightening the guillotine <laughs> he right there. Limp right there. He's like, oh. The, the fucking inertia and momentum from the body twirling around seems like it's it's pulling. It's crazy. I'll, I'll email this over. And then the ref can't get in there. Like, to check if he's <laughs> unconscious. He's just, I gotta stop this. I think that guy's out, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know where he learned this, but apparently he's pretty good at it, so whatever. That's cool. I, we need more of unique crazy shit. submissions. It's like when you talk to oh, Mackenzie Dern when she's doing, what was that, that Uma Plata and Rear Naked Choke, like a yep. double submission. I want to see unique shit. Let's see it. Right. New York State Athletic Commission denies Holly Holmes' appeal to overturn her UFC 208 loss to Jermaine Durandamy. Are you surprised? I am not surprised, <laughs> Matt. Did not expect that to go any differently. Yeah. Why, well, why... When we have an appeal, why is there no third party involved here? Why does it always go to a commission? Because it seems like we're not going to get justice here. Because it isn't democracy. It's whatever the fuck they want. It's all a form formal legal paper trail. It's a this, circle jerk. Just, just kind of like, hey, 
We gave you fair trial. Shut, shut up. So here you go. <laughs> you know? No, I don't know, foul. No. Get back in there. Rub right. some dirt on it. Mm -hmm. Not surprised. Moving along. I got the stupid tweet of the week. And this week it goes to the UG yet again. It's how to avoid getting bottled this week. Um, I guess oh. hitting, getting hit in the head with a bottle is a common attack. Last week it was the axe attack. Oh, that's right. Lumberjacks. I forgot about that one, yes. <laughs> but I remember, what was it, Bass Rootin always talked about, you don't want to get KO'd because then someone could stick a Tabasco bottle <laughs> right up your ass. <laughs> Is this part of that defense I need to be worried about? I don't know. I mean, that's a bigger bottle, and I don't Some I don't shit. think you should be sticking bottles in women's asses, but if that's your thing, do it. Um. Because glass breaks. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> um, Unless it's solid. I'm wondering, have you ever had a bottle smashed over your head? No, lead pipe. Oh, yeah, lead pipe. Yeah. Got a nice scar. 27 stitches, a little nice. artery stitch. These things happen when you're in the streets. They do. Trying to fight five people. Mm -hmm. Doesn't always work out. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Wrong place. Same Wrong man. time. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming to get everything. I get. I, I don't get to leave. I'm I'm chained up after this. Yeah. I'm supposed. This is <laughs> like like stuck in the basement mm -hmm. here. This is the only time I get to come out. Yeah, astronauts. Yep. All right, time for the astronauts. Boost King Abuzas would counter destroy or decimate Grabby, hesitant to engage a racist Woodley. No dancing around for fifty minutes with Connor, bro. Pound time pressure. Um, I I don't know. He would pressure him, but you know Woodley's a counter puncher too. He's bigger. He's got the wrestling. I'm I'm not sure what would happen there. Stalemate. Same thing. <laughs> I feel like anybody that Woodley fights is just gonna be a stalemate. Like a black for hole. I can't lose my title. I'm gonna hold it's it forever. Like, circle in. I think they should just strip Woodley of the title. <laughs> That'd be Fuck awesome. Fuck this guy. You, you, you're too boring. We're taking the title away. Okay. They should just cut him. Remember when Anderson Silva was having all those wacky performances? Mm -hmm. Cut the man. Just cut him. Or they could get him on a technicality. Which one? I don't know, some sort of failed drug I test. I thought you were going to say for being black. And I was like, whoa, that would be <laughs> racist. You <laughs> can't do that. Isn't that a Chappelle skit or something? Might be. Something about being black and getting tickets for being black or too black. I don't know. I remember some comedy skit. Was that Chappelle? <laughs> He's coming back, by the way. Is he? Is yes. he going to have a new skit show? Yeah. Uh, Netflix, I, I think, is releasing a stand-up thing on Chappelle like this month. Or maybe it's April. It's one of these. It's coming out. He's making a comeback. I'm ready. Okay. We're ready. I know you loved the Chappelle show. Yes. I mean, who didn't? But Gregory LaFountain asked, do you have a solution for the weight-cutting issue the UFC has? Why, yes. <laughs> I do, too. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say. I think what we need to do is you can't cut more than five pounds, period. Okay. And if you're cutting more than five pounds, you got to move up weight class because they're going to, the, uh, I don't know who's going to manage it. UFC is going to have to weigh you randomly. <laughs> like, yeah, you fucking USADA coming out randomly. USADA, here, bring a scale with you. Weigh everybody and see where everybody's at, out of camp, whatever. The most we're going to let you cut is five pounds, period. Unless you're a heavyweight because it's bullshit. There's, there's a 265-pound limit. There should be no limit for heavyweight. But, again, I will say it's probably, what, 80% of people are in the wrong weight class? Mm -hmm. I mean, we shouldn't be cutting weight. And you're going to have to in some cases. It might have to be five 
more than five because you might be in that weird like 170 to 185 or 185 to 205 so you might have to cut more if you're in those but mm -hmm. something has to change we're, we're losing too many fights to, to this bullshit yet alone the health issues with cutting the weight and this is one of those things that I don't understand why the UFC hasn't stepped in to do something about that. They want to get performance-enhancing drugs out of the way mm -hmm. when that wasn't the real issue in my mind. Mm -hmm. The thing that's killing people is the weight cutting. So, yeah, what do you think? I think they should cut the number of belts in half. <laughs> that's going to work well. These are the guys that are putting out interim belts every other week. Yeah, I, I think they, I think they should cut the weight. The, what is there? Seven, eight, eight. There's so many. Cut it down into three, you know? I, I think you make the cutoff 55 and under. Eight. Or even, nine. how about 60 and under, 210 and under, and 210 and up. And just, that's fucking it. Three belts. That's it. Got, <laughs> I mean, who, who is in their right mind is going to cut weight if the weight difference is 30 or 40 pounds? What's the freaking point? Right. I mean, I think it's because it's so close. Guys are cut, trying to, this is like little... All right, if I can get the 185, I can do 170. But 170 is so close to 150. I'm just going to try. And I got like the Kenny Florian thing where I'm just going to keep getting lighter and lighter until there's nothing. I got to chop a leg off. It right. doesn't make sense. Just make the gap so big that cutting weight would just be retarded. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if that would work, but maybe. We got to do something. Because what we're doing right now, it's, it's more of the same. It's not working. Mm -hmm. We've lost so many fights, whatever it was, 26 20, or yeah, 20, yeah. 26 uh, in, since we did this new early weigh-in. Something has to change. The UFC needs to dictate it. And I think someone was making a point, like, 1FC had to do it because they had someone die from weight cutting, so they implemented a weight mm -hmm. cutting program. Said, so you can't do it. You can't dehydrate yourself. So why yeah. doesn't the UFC do something? They just keep sitting back like, it's out of our hands. And, and still, at the end of the day, isn't that cheating? You're not fighting at the weight... The weight class you're in. What do these guys actually weigh mm -hmm. when they step in the octagon? Let, why don't Why don't we hit those numbers? We can actually see. Okay, fight night weight. Uh, Tyron Woodley weighed in at 170. Fight night, he's 205. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Maybe you should be fighting at 185 if or you're weighing 205. that. 205 <laughs> or 205, right? Yes. Obviously not the right weight classes. Just so mm. we can understand as fans. And as people who follow the sport, what do these guys actually weigh? Because we're not getting it. This is uh, false information. Fake news, if you will. Well, they could easily do this, and there's nothing to... They don't have to do a punishment. All they got to do is put a scale down. No. And before they go in the cage, step on the scale, mark it down. Do that for like six months or a year. You get a nice window of what the hell is actually happening, and then you can make an informed decision and say, all right, these guys are 20% heavier. The, the day of the fight. That's ridiculous. It's like, transparency, yeah. and that will tell you exactly where these guys need to be when you see what do they weigh fight night. Yes. And you can also, if you want to get crazy with statistics, um, there's smart people out there. They can take that weight, and then they can run other numbers against knockouts, finishes, those kind of things, and see, like, does any of that matter? You know, if you've been, say, like, a guy who cuts a ridiculous amount of weight, is he more susceptible to being KO'd? Or, you know, other things. You can keep other factors in, mm -hmm. in mind and give you a nice big overview of what's actually going on. And then, you know, a doctor could come and say, like, all right, here's the healthy window. And if you fall outside of that, maybe not cancel fights, but there's huge penalties financially. So, you know, at the end of the day, you're never going to completely stop it. But 
No, because you you'll like we were saying too. You're in that weird zone of seventy to fifty-five, yeah, eighty-five to seventy, two hundred five to one eighty-five. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I think Rogan was saying you probably should have weight classes every ten pounds. I don't know if I want to go to that extreme, but do more. Oh wow. Well, That's so then there's more opportunity for you to not have to cut. I think the biggest issue is that. 85 to 205, and you look at Johnny uh, Rich Franklin, 195 catch weight. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he, 195 would have been perfect for that guy. Yeah. 15 pounds. Yeah, it's, it's just it's... tough. And it, I think a lot of this is on the fighters mm-hmm. because they're the ones who think, man, I'm going to have such an advantage to go down. I'm going to be so much stronger. But yeah. then you look at the endurance and. Some of these guys, it's one round. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you have one round of endurance when you're a 145-pound guy? Yep. Might be cutting a little bit too much weight. It's possible. Yep. Hmm. <sighs> we'll see. Senior Christensen asks, at this point, UFC is just a constant disappointment. Is there a breaking point in which you quit watching the UFC permanently? Uh, gee. You know, I... I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be transparent here and say that I have definitely cut down on my MMA watching the last year or two, and I don't know if it's a combo of being burnt out a bit, and you know the fights not being that exciting. But I, I want to say it's leaning more towards, they kind of they lost the sponsorship stuff, which was made it cool. Then they lost, you know, everything became vanilla, and now they got all these cards, and there's so there's like 20 million fights. I can't keep track of all this, so I'd say that. If they water it down even more, I may not watch but the big... I might watch four cards a year at that point if it continues <laughs> to... You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, actually watch them. Of course, I'll see highlights and whatever, but I, I feel like we're nearing that point where you know, I'm going to continue to slow down watching just because... I don't know. I haven't seen the exciting thing. GSP will come back. We need kind of... Now, here's the question. I, I Let me ask you this, though, mm-hmm. just to kind of... Par- there is a possibility that in 2018, we're looking at GSP, John Jones, Nick Diaz. Who are we missing? Maybe Ronda Rousey. I don't think so. But Conor McGregor. Think about all the all these guys, girls mm-hmm. coming back in next year. It could be like a record year if you if you consider the storm that is brewing. That it's so shitty right now. Where it's such a low point. It's got to go up. So. I might be watching more MMA than ever if that's the case. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Five, six, seven, eight, nine stars. You know? I'll just say this. You can text 711 to get your free Big Gulp or Slurpee. Is that a real thing? Remember? <laughs> oh, the whole broadcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, how many more? See, this is the other trend that we're out. seeing. So now John Anik's role, or the, the play-by-play role, yeah. is to just promote ads every fucking fight. Yeah. And I didn't even talk about this broadcast. We didn't even mention it. about that. Uh, how did you like the the booth between Anik, Rogan, and Cruz? I think Anik and Cruz sound too similar. I couldn't tell who was talking a lot of times. And, and I like Cruz and Rogan together. Anik, I never liked Anik all that much, but they need something else. It, that didn't work. I, I mean, maybe they're just trying shit out, but I, I don't know. It, it, I didn't like it. We have no chemistry again. Yeah. It was the same thing when we did Anik. Cormier and Rogan, the chemistry is off. Nobody knows when to talk. Nobody knows yeah. when to be quiet. We have the same thing. We keep trying new guy, new guy, new guy. And I think it's kind of a passing of the torch because, you know, Rogan's leaving probably sooner rather than later. Yeah. 
doing his own podcasting. And they did do a, it was kind of funny because I'm, Rogan's always doing these fight companions for UFCs he's not doing. He said they should probably do a secondary channel for like a fight pass type of thing if you want different commentary. So the UFC actually did one. And I think it was Robin Black and two other former fighters, if I remember correctly, so that you could listen to those guys during the, uh, the, the fights. But I don't want to listen to that shit. Well, I wonder... Hmm. Is there some foreshadowing that we're looking at here? Well, I think that the Rogan fight companion is going to be the thing that's going to happen in the near future. So he's like, guys. It's going to be corporate. I don't want to fucking travel anymore. I'm done with all this shit. Like, this is ridiculous already. But let me tell you something. I've got a thing going on over here. Why don't we see Dude. if that's something that something the fans want? And if they do, boom, we just flip the switch. Joe Rogan fight companion. Yeah. is all, And then nobody listens to the pay-per-view because it's all... Well, yeah. I mean, poor I, Joe, you know, being yeah, stuck, stuck with all these. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, fuck, I don't know corporate gig. But, I mean, I don't listen to that when the fights happen. I listen to that after. After. And then sometimes I'll sync up the fights <clears throat> afterwards, but say 90% of the time I'll just listen to that because they're fucking 90% of the time they're not talking about the fights anyway. Yeah. You know? But it's just weird that they, they're actually doing that, and mm -hmm. that was something that he had talked about. So Yeah. So it, I don't know if I've answered a question. Is there going to come a point where I stop watching? I don't think so, but uh, we just need, uh, we need... I think part of the challenge, too, is the matchmaking right now. Yep. I think the matchmaking sucks, and I don't know if that's Joe Silva walking away, and now you got Sean Shelby and uh, this other guy, Mick Maynard, if I remember correctly, the new guy stepping in. But got his name. When you're having, you know, Jacare versus what? Tim Boach or whatever fuck we just did and yep. just stuff that doesn't make sense. You're doing Damian Maya versus Jorge Masvidal. Uh, come on, man. Tyron Woodley versus Stephen Thompson again. For the second time. Like, we <laughs> Why would you draw. do that? Didn't it's going to be better the, the second time. time. And we said that. It's going to be boring as fuck. Yeah. So we have no interest. Sucks. I, you need better matchmaking. So I don't, I, I'm not going to ever stop watching it permanently, but. Like they're gonna have to change some shit because we're. I'm still going under this impression that we might be trying to sabotage the UFC so that the Fertitas can come back in and buy it for two million dollars. <laughs> Conspiracy. I'm telling you. Okay. I'm telling you. I'm that's run still running the in the background because all this shit they're doing isn't pushing the brand of the UFC forward. It's pushing the brand of UFC backwards. Mm -hmm. The only reason you're doing that is to make it cheaper for when someone rebuys it. Anyway. Uh, Michael Brooks asks, what do you think of the idea of having five judges instead of three? Could it help reduce the risk of one retarded judge fucking the decision? Mm. We talked about something like this before, didn't we? Not, it sounds really familiar. I, I'm okay with it. I mean, is more and more, more? I don't know. I, I think, um, there's, well, the judges that sit, sit cage side, they have TVs in front of them, right? Or no? They yeah, don't. they do. They have monitors. Okay. But do they have commentary? No. No. They can't have commentary. That would sway them. I think they should put a judge above, and he has to be suspend <laughs> suspended like this. Yeah. And just dangling there the whole time. He should so be Tom Cruise Mission Impossible that's style. It. Yes. So that he gets a perfect view and of And then everything. someone has to reel him down with a fishing line. <laughs> yeah. There you go. He gets yeah. Okay, reel him up! <laughs> I hope he doesn't get in the way. That's right. I don't know. More is more. You could have twenty judges. I don't know that it matters. It's just kind of. Well, I think more. You're gonna weed out three is too 
too little because like you're saying one can fuck it up but if you have five i would even probably go to seven because seven you're going to wash out any bullshit seven and i think they shouldn't even be sitting cage side you should all be sitting backside watching on a fucking monitor soundproof rooms here's your job so there's no distractions like what if there's a fight right behind I'm sure shit comes, or someone spills a drink on the fucking judge, mm-hmm. or blood splatters on the judge. They can't always see right in front. You, we've sat cage side. You can't see everything fucking cage side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need a TV. So I think, I think more. I think they should be in a soundproof room. Minimum of five, up to seven. I'm okay with this. Okay. Last question. Jared Christian asks. When a fighter pulls out of a card last minute, should they foot the bill for their opponent's training camp? No, I th- I don't like that. I mean, it's a harsh penalty. These guys are barely making money as it is. I I don't know how you combat that. I mean, I would say it, the only way I'd be okay with that is if somehow that was related to his next purse, perhaps. So, uh, to have him pay, uh, but no, I I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, what do you think? No, the UFC needs to pay. And they claim, like in this case with Ferguson and Nurmagomedov, that they're going to give Ferguson his show money, but I think he was supposed to get 250 I don't. I doubt he's going to get the 250 for that. Hmm. These guys need to be on a salary, too. I don't, I don't feel like we need to be on a fight purse thing. I think these guys need to be X amount of fights per year, and here's the salary you're going to get. So that they're guaranteed to get paid. Yeah, that would be cool. Week, bi-weekly checks, huh? And if you don't do the two fights, then maybe there's some sort of reduction, but we got to change some shit. I don't like this. You don't get paid unless you fight, because a lot of shit happens, and a lot of guys are pulling out. Make it right. Make it right! Got any knowledge? I don't have anything for this week. Uh, Knowledge, no. no. I can't say that I do. Them just stupid like that. <laughs> never had knowledge. That's a good way to go through life. Yeah. Uh, well, did I say this before? But I'll say this: if you guys want to try something out there, and if you want to be more productive, I urge you to take a break from television for a month and just see what happens. Turn just the, start gang banging. <laughs> that too. Turn off the TV. That doesn't mean replace it with YouTube. I'm saying like literally stop fucking watching people's created content for like a month and see what happens with your life. And I have a, I have a feeling you'll be very productive. That is Just my knowledge. start masturbating more with no TV, no internet, no nothing. Come up with your own shit <laughs> in your <laughs> head. See what happens. Okay. Think about necrophilia. <laughs> there you go, necrophilia. <laughs> Was, did we talk about that during the show? Or? No, we talked about that okay. before. The Can't show. remember. If you're uh, trying to get out of a sex, bad date. Sex with corpses. Oh, yeah, if you're going to get out of a bad date, just start asking about necrophilia. So, <laughs> so are you into dead people? Yes. Would, would you mind what if you I jumped into that? a tub of ice water and then pretended I was dead and you did have sex with me? When we pretend that we're dead. How do you like that? L7? Oh, there you go. Where's Mark when you need him? Yeah. You'd always play that song on fucking rock band. <laughs> like, don't do it. He's like, I'm doing it. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, right down, that I, word, that I, song I, goes nowhere. I hated that song. <sighs> that's man. Shut it down. All right, man. That's been this week's edition of MMA Notes. My name's Ingo Wiggle. Matt Griffith. Thanks for playing.